Sepsis, or the infection causing sepsis, starts before a patient goes to the hospital in nearly 87% of cases. Sepsis is a medical emergency. If you or your loved one has an infection that's not getting better or is getting worse, act fast. Get medical care immediately. Ask your healthcare professional, could this infection be leading to sepsis? And if you should go to the emergency room, learn more at cdc.gov sepsis. Welcome to The How of Business with Henry Lopez and David Begin, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here are your hosts. This is Henry Lopez, and my guest today is Sarah Waskow. Sarah, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Henry. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you back on. This is a a topic we chat about a lot, franchising, but we're going to start doing another series of episodes, and I'm, I'm having Sarah back on because, as you might recall, but I'll soon explain to you, she is an expert in this field. That's what she does, is she helps people find the right franchise business for them. So we're going to chat today about beginning to help you decide if a franchise is right for you. So we'll cover this uh, at a high level here in our episode, as we usually do on the How Web Business. But then we've got an upcoming webinar that I'll tell you about in a moment. That's where we're going to get into even more detail and you'll have an opportunity to ask questions. So that's exciting. I'm excited to do a co-webinar with Sarah. If you want to receive more information either on this topic or where to go register because you do need to register even though it's free, you need to register for this webinar as well as I've got a download, a free download for you that I've entitled Six Myths of Franchising. And I wrote that with Sarah's help. So you've got the download, you've got the free webinar coming up, all of that. Just text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 31996, and I'll send you a link with all of that information, right? So let me tell you again about Sarah. Sarah Waskow is a repeat guest, as I mentioned, on our show. I've had the pleasure of knowing and working with Sarah for several years now. She was on the pod, on our podcast back in episode 18, so several years ago. She was one of my early guests. I came to know Sarah through my association with SCORE. She partners with SCORE often in helping people navigate where they want to end up in business ownership. Uh, Sarah is a franchise specialist, rather, and she's the owner of her own franchise of a franchise called FranNet. She owns the Dallas-Fort Worth franchise for FranNet. So it's a franchise that helps people find a franchise business. Her area, area of expertise is in matching individuals to business investments that fits their unique goals and talents. She helps her clients understand their pros and cons of franchising. And we're going to touch on a little bit of that today on the episode Uh, And then also the costs and the different techniques, the types of industries and business models, because there's so many misconceptions, I think, sometimes with what franchising is about or what industries they might be limited to. The fact is that there are a myriad of options for franchises. And and what are the the keys to, to the effective research that you need to conduct to find the right franchise for you? Or even before that, as we're going to chat about in this episode, is a franchise the right fit for you? So she provides her consulting services at no cost, no obligation to her clients. Her fee is paid by the franchisor only if she successfully matches you to the right franchise. That's the way that that works. 
Um, so we've formed a, a marketing relationship, business and marketing relationship with Sarah at FranNet. And that's who I personally refer all of my clients to when they're going down the track of, yes, I think a franchise is for me. I need more help. Sarah is who I refer to people here in the DFW area. Sarah lives in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So once again, Sarah Waskow, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much. I look forward to this episode. Yes, absolutely. So um, before we get into it and, and I start asking Sarah some questions, just want to give you a little bit more about this, this webinar. So Sarah and I will be conducting a free joint webinar on this topic in more detail of determining if a franchise is a good fit for you. So we'll cover the subject in more detail. And unlike when you're listening to this episode, on the webinar, you'll get to ask questions. And that's often very important. You might, you don't have to, but you might just want to listen, but it's an opportunity to be more interactive and help you get farther along on this path of determining if it's for you. This is going to be on August 7th, August 7th, 2019. It's a 60 minute session and it's free, but you just have to register. And again, to do so, just text the word biz, B-I-Z to 31996 and I'll send you a link for the registration. So let's start with uh, introducing, I think, Sarah. I think we all think we know what a franchise is, but I think it's always good, and you do this when you do these presentations that you've done many times, introducing what is the franchise business model. Give us a high-level overview of what it is. Absolutely. So the franchise business model is developed with the opportunity for you to pay a franchise fee um, and have access to that franchisor's processes and systems and marketing expertise and um, you know ability buyer um, buying power with different providers and that sort of thing in exchange for paying them royalties. So you have the opportunity to hopefully uh, make an exchange uh, in some of your short-term risk and being able to mitigate some of that for some of your long-term profits. And it's really a trade-off that you want to evaluate um, the value that that franchisor can bring to you for the fees that you're, you're paying them. Right. Right. Yeah. My, my first business was a franchise back in 1991. And it was great for me at that point in time because it, it uh, was leveraging, like you said, their systems, their model. I was able to tap into their joint marketing opportunities. So all of those were things that were tremendously advantageous for me, especially for it being my first business. Yes, and it's really a good solution for some people, not everybody. I mean, if you have an entrepreneurial spirit, if you really want to be that creative person and figure, you know, figure everything out on your own, then, then being a franchisee probably isn't a good fit. But for a lot of the clients that we work with, they haven't owned a business before. They may not have what I kind of term that shark tank idea. They don't know how to get started, um, what type of business they would be in. It allows them to transfer the skills that they acquired throughout the course of their employment and transfer those over to uh, running a business. Yeah, and I, so it allows them that freedom of business ownership without having to figure everything out on their own. 
Right, right. I agree. But, you know, I'll tell you, it's interesting uh, on that point about is it a fit for you? And, and I'm definitely on the scale way over on the entrepreneur side. And so I always think I can do it myself, invent it myself now that I have some experience. But it's interesting. I just recently I'm helping uh, a cousin of mine as his business coach and he decided on a franchise business and I'm investing in it with him just because I think it makes so much sense. This particular franchise it has done such a good job in what they can provide that I can't replicate even now because of the scale that they have, that even for someone like me, it made sense, right? So it's, yes, you're absolutely right that usually if you're, if you're the type that you don't want anybody telling you how to do things, it may not be a fit, but even for me, sometimes it is. In this case, it was. Yeah, that's interesting. I think it just depends on the situation that's and right. like you said, kind of the type of business and what value that franchisor can bring. I mean, in many cases, it, it might not be the right opportunity, but if you believe that they're bringing value and can help you get started quicker, um, you know, one of the key things I enjoy most about my franchise is other franchisees. Um, in addition to the franchisor being there for support, I have support of franchisees across the country and um, you know we work together to help each other a lot and so that's a key differentiator between you know really doing something on your own versus being in a franchise system is that support you're going to get uh, from everybody that participates in the same organization. Yes Sarah I don't think we can emphasize that enough in fact that was one of the determinants to why my cousin and, and with my advice, he chose this particular franchise is because that network is strong. When we go into business, we do become isolated and, and to have that support network is an incredibly powerful thing to people that are going through the same thing that you can bounce ideas off of. And that, by the way, and you, we, we don't get to this, that is one of the things you should be looking at when you evaluate a potential franchise business. I cannot agree more. Yeah. It's so important. The culture fit is so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So there are a lot of common myths. And, and in fact, like I mentioned at the outset, there's a download that's available to everybody listening for free. Again, just text the word biz to 31996 or go to the website, the How of Business, and you can download it there. And in that document, I get into detail on the six common, the six most common franchise myths. But I thought we'd touch on one or two of them. What's one of them in particular that comes to mind, Sarah, that you see a lot or that you encounter a lot as a common myth about franchising? Usually what I get asked first when I explain to people what it is that I do, they immediately look at me and say, oh, you mean like McDonald's and Subway? And so I have to always kind of um, educate people that, you know, yes, obviously McDonald's and Subway are certainly franchises, but there are so many other opportunities outside of the fast food realm with franchises. And people are generally very surprised about that. But most of the franchises that Fran networks with, we don't work with all. We have a database of about 150, 175 
there's well over 3,000 franchises, but most of the types that we work with don't have anything to do with food. Um, many of them are service-based businesses. So, um, you know, providing a service to someone's home uh, or providing a service to them in a facility, for example, like maybe hair care or automotive. Um, and there's business-to-business -business services as well. So um, there are businesses that outsource things like staffing and expense reduction, sales training, IT support. There's franchises in all of those industries. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a common one. And also in a lot of those cases, Sarah, you, you get businesses that are somewhat, uh, if not fairly recession-proof, right? Yes. So, you know, some of these types of businesses that I mentioned actually thrive in a down economy. So people might be, you know, hesitant to, to hire somebody full time in a slower economy. So they might use a staffing company or they might outsource some of these services versus having it in house. And there's things that are going to people are going to continue to need no matter what the economy, you're still going to have to get your hair cut. You're still going to need to get your pet groomed. You know, um, believe it or not, residential cleaning did not suffer very much during the last recession. Mm -hmm. You would think, oh, that would be something that people would cut. But honestly, um, in that situation, there was people working longer hours and maybe working dual jobs to try to make ends meet if they were unable to uh, continue on potentially with the salary or the the job that they had before and so um, once you've experienced having someone come and clean your house sometimes that's the last thing that people actually want to let go and so those types of services that frankly you know cannot be purchased on Amazon tend to uh, thrive no matter what is happening with with the economy yeah great point great point you know one of the ones I, I see often I know you talk about this is that while certainly with a franchise, you're reducing some risk because again, you're ideally, if you've chosen right, you're plugging into a proven model or proven system, but it doesn't guarantee that you can't fail, right? And I think that's a misconception sometimes. I see people going blindly into a franchise, assuming that, oh, that means I won't fail. And that's a common one that I often encounter. There are no guarantees with anything. And unfortunately, people fail in franchises. There are various reasons that people fail, maybe not following the system, maybe they're undercapitalized, maybe something went awry with the franchisor. So there's never any guarantee in a job or in business. And you just have to get in there and give it all you have and focus on what you need to focus on to, to grow your business and do your best to succeed. Yep. Agreed. That's been my experience. But related to that and, and helping you minimize that risk is, again, determining and finding if you're going to go the franchise. First of all, determining if a franchise is right for you, but then also, is it a fit for me? We, we touched on one of the things and, and I elaborated on it about being that entrepreneurial person. What else do you see or what are, what are some of those other high level questions that you ask people to help them determine if the franchise model is right for them? Well, a big one is, you know, do they um, do they have confidence in the franchisor? Do they have confidence in their systems? Um, do they feel that it, we kind of touched on this before, but do they feel it's a culture fit? Do they like the people? Um, they need to think more about not just the person that they're working with on the front end as they're going through their due diligence, but as part of the process, um, 
generally franchisors have you meet um, some of the other people in the business and that's going to be your support system. And like we were talking about before, there's no guarantees those people are going to stay or what have you, but you have to make decisions based on the information that you have at the time. And do you have confidence that they have your best interests in mind, that they're there to support you, that they will be uh, available and an advocate for you to help you succeed. Um, and along with that, when you are going through your due diligence, um, part of that process not only involves getting the information from the franchisor, but talking to franchisees. And so therefore, um, as I mentioned about my colleagues, do you feel like there are people there that will be um, helpful to you? I've had clients tell me through that validation that other franchisees will say, uh, I'm happy to help you, call me anytime you need anything. And generally that's what people are seeking as they uh, evaluate investing in a franchise uh, versus other times I've been told, hey, you know, I've left this person three messages, they're not calling me back. And so hopefully that just means they're super busy and uh, doing great in their business. But by the same token, you do want to be in, a, in an environment where there's a spirit of really wanting to help each other and work together. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's so critical. I mean, I tell you, it's amazing to me how many people I talk to who go into a franchise and they don't do that. They don't go through that process of talking to existing franchise unit owners. But let me ask you this. This is one thing I struggle with. Younger franchises that maybe, you know, they don't have that many units yet. They, they may well be a great concept. How, how do you help people navigate that where now they're small, they don't maybe don't have all of that infrastructure that you're talking about to, to see who's going to be there to support them. There aren't that many units yet. Uh, how do you guide people in, in, in choosing that type of a franchise? Because it, it could very well be a great opportunity. There's just seems to be a lot more risk there, right? You're right. And it's tough. Um, and so some clients really need the safety of a, of a, uh, and longevity of a brand that's been around for a while. Um, so we, through our profiling system, kind of help uh, get to know that client and get an understanding of the things that are important to them and how, what the risk tolerance is. So, you know, if they are someone who has um, that tendency to need that safety, then a newer brand would not be the right uh, introduction for them. But there are some advantages uh, if you do have a little bit more of that entrepreneurial uh, spirit like yourself, you might enjoy a newer brand because they tend to give franchisees a little more opportunity for input and suggestions and ideas. Um, you want to make sure that they're open to that uh, and receptive to that. If that's something that you want to be able to contribute in. Um, sometimes, you know, um, they have growing pain. So unfortunately, franchisees kind of have to learn how to work with that and, you know, continue and carry on even as the franchisor is trying to figure things out. So that can sometimes be a little bit of a, of a risk that you're taking there. But one thing that is a real positive on the newer brands is generally, um, you know, if you're one of the first few franchisees, the best territories are often available. Yep. So you kind of get pick of the litter, if you will, or cream of the crop so that, um, you know, uh, nobody else beats you to it. Um, and the other thing that I advise clients about is if they're a newer brand, it is crucial that their first franchisees are successful um, because if they want to grow at all, they're going to need those franchisees 
to validate uh, with new franchisees or new prospective franchisees. And so um, you can often get a little more handholding in the beginning um, as they are trying to expand when you're one of the first ones to really, um, uh, so they can help you succeed. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I hadn't really thought about that one, but that makes perfect sense. You're, you're going to be the uh, focus for them. Uh, and also the point you mentioned about getting these territories, there's often opportunities to develop a, a larger territory of you if you're thinking multi-unit. So those opportunities tend to be more readily available for a new brand as well. Yes. And I've also had franchisors figure it out further down the line, like, oh, we made this territory too big. And <laughs> yes. so in the beginning, sometimes you get might get a little bit more. That's right. They're a lot more generous sometimes up front. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so so what else? What else makes a good franchisee? We talked about, you know, if you're too entrepreneurial, then that control on what you can or can't do may not be for you. But on the other side, if if you don't have, you've never done a business before, plugging into a proven system and the training and support that they're going to give you, that's a plus. Uh, what else, personality-wise, do you see that typically makes for a good franchisee? Yeah, great question. So um, if someone has uh, any sort of sales or business development experience, that is always an asset. It's not a requirement, but it can open up more doors and more opportunities because anytime you're trying to get a business off the ground, you need to be able to, you know, do your best to get people to your business or get clients so you can go serve them. And so um, we definitely work with clients that may not have that comfort level, but they have to think about potentially, um, you know, hiring a business development or a marketing person, again, depending on what the business is. If it uh, is a brick and mortar, then they may not need to do as much of that because signage and, you know, they can do direct mail and social media type things with people coming to them. But certainly a business, if you don't have a storefront with a sign on it, somehow people have to find out about you. Yeah. So being comfortable with some of that business development skill set is key. Yeah, and I think that's, that's huge, Sarah. Sorry yeah. to interrupt because I see that as such a common mistake is people, again, it's one of those fallacies. People think, oh, I'm buying a franchise. They're going to generate all the need leads I could possibly get. And it, that's not true. You have to go get that business, right? You do. And the franchisor is going to help you. They're going to give you direction and guidance. But at the end of the day, it's up to you to follow that. But don't depend on that as your that's only right. source for, yeah. for clients. And get out there and figure out what you need to do. And again, that's through talking to those franchisees and what worked for them. I mean, that can give you a jump start. But our market is an example, different things and um, different marketing strategies work in different markets. So mm -hmm. depending on your business, something might work in, a, in another part of the country that you could try that might not work for you. So yeah, it's yeah. learning what, what does work. Right. And a good, again, a good franchisor will provide you with materials, collateral, the website, the social media presence, all of those things are great. And that does generate some inbound leads and, and uh, recognition of your brand. But again, what I see often as you do, that's why you mentioned this point, you have to go out there and generate the business, especially in, in the B2B arena. Uh, they're not going to just come to you. Absolutely. So that's a lot of what we try to evaluate through our 
process and really getting to know our clients, if there's somebody that's never had to do that before, you know, they may enjoy it and they may like it, but some people find that daunting. So um, if they're uncomfortable with that piece of it, we either need to have the discussion about them hiring somebody to do it or looking at other options. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great qualifier there as to what you need to have. All right. So to, to recap then on advantages and disadvantages, and these are just some of them for why a franchise or why not a franchise, you know, in the advantages bucket, we talked about a lot of the, the common things, the systems that are proven that you're plugging into the brand and hopefully the value that might have either now or eventually as a, as a brand builds out in your particular market, that leverage, that network effect of tapping into others who are, who you can leverage and learn from. Um, all of those things are advantages. There's also, there is typically can be a lower rate of failure because if you've chosen the right franchise for you and they are proven, then you're not trying to reinvent something and see if there's a market for this. However, like we've qualified, every market is different, right? So just because a particular business concept works one place does not automatically mean it'll work somewhere else. Um, and also, uh, lenders are often more likely to consider lending to a startup if it's a franchise than not, right? Typically speaking. Yes, because there is data for them to base decisions on um, and they tend to feel more comfortable. So every franchise has what's called a franchise disclosure document and Franchises are regulated by the government, so they are required to have that. There's certain rules and regulations they have to follow with that. And so within that, there is often some financial data from their franchisees. So that's data that the bank can use when they're making decisions about a particular lending opportunity. So it can be much easier to get a loan versus going in, certainly if it's a startup, you know, if it's an existing business, you're still going to have some of that data for a banker to use. But with a startup, you know, they have no data to base any decisions on. Yeah, no, that's such a, such a big one. All right. And then on the disadvantages side, we've chatted about those. I think the primary one from my perspective is that you're, you need to adhere to their system. So there are going to be rules that you have to operate within. Again, every franchise is different. Some are more restrictive than others. But if I'm the type that I want nobody telling me what I can't or can't do in my business, then a franchise may not be a fit for me, right? Absolutely. So don't buy a franchise if you want to go in and change everything. You need to make sure you're comfortable with what they're asking you to do. But if you say, oh, well, I think this should be this way or this should be that way or I don't like this or that, then just don't spend your money. It's um, not to anybody's advantage for you to buy in and then not follow the system. So um, that's a disadvantage. You know, some other disadvantages could be, we touched on a little bit with the newer franchises, but sometimes, you know, the the territory that might be ideal for you um, or you might think is ideal may not be available. Somebody else could already have that. I have a client right now that's, um, you know, found a location that he really wants, but it falls within the um, too close to another location based on the agreement. So, you know, there can be disappointments there and crossover there because you do need to work within the realms of your assigned territory. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, I mentioned at the outset a free readiness assessment that Sarah uh, always has her clients go through. Initially, I've gone through it. It's a great analysis to help you determine kind of where you fit. And it's just a, it's just a tool. It's a guide, but it's a good one. And again, I will send you the link to that if you just text the word biz to 31996. But just tell us briefly about this assessment tool. I will. It was developed specifically for FranNet, and it is very similar to a Myers-Briggs or a DISC, if you have ever done one of those. But we, it takes about 20, maybe 30 minutes to fill it out online, and it's just questions about you know, what you like best about your work now that you're doing or, or maybe in a former job. What did you like least? What are your strengths and weaknesses? Um, what's your ideal business? What's your criteria for a business? We ask some situational type questions to um, be able to measure your leadership style and your um, sales acumen and some of those things to really get a good understanding of who you are and what you're good at. We um, also do ask some financial information on there. Franchisors have net worth requirements and so that helps us as we are making a match to make sure that we're introducing you to opportunities that line up with your financial capabilities. We do not do any uh, credit checks or anything like that. It's really just assets and liabilities. We would never um, check credit without permission, uh, but it gives us a good sense of net worth. And um, we use it as a baseline. It's a beginning step to get to know you. After receiving that, we have a conversation with you, discuss any red flags, any concerns you might have, any concerns we might have, and then schedule a meeting to meet in person and dig deeper into that assessment. And it's at that time, uh, hopefully we can make an introduction to some opportunities that we think could be a good fit. Yeah, and that's such a great process. There's no obligation, there's no cost. And as I always advise to people, regardless of what type of professional they're looking to engage, is you got to have that initial conversation or meeting to make sure you're a match for each other, right? So Sarah's even very easy to work with, but you got to make sure that that Sarah is a fit for you and that she can help you. And that's why that initial consultation, well, the whole process is free. And that's why that's so important. Um, the assessment is just a tool. You don't have to take the assessment, but it really helped me even in just some of the conversations we were having recently about what is the right type of person that a franchise works for, right? Right. But I will say um, if they have an interest in engaging our in our process, the assessment is required. Okay. So, All right. Fair um, enough. After, yeah. you know, getting the education through webinars and seminars and things like this, uh, if they say, yeah, I'd really like to see if there's an opportunity that would match up and, and help me get where I want to be, then, then the assessment is our tool because that assessment goes to the franchisors and that's uh, how they can get to know clients and get a good understanding of, of who they are as well before, because franchisors sometimes will decline people, you know, sure. um, it needs to be a mutual fit. So I think another misconception is people think, Oh, well, if I can write a check, I can buy this business. <laughs> That's and right. Franchisors yeah. don't work that way. Right. And, and the last thing you want is for someone to go into a franchise business without having helped them think through and analyze, is it a good fit for them? Absolutely. And so I'm going to be upfront if I don't think I can help somebody. Um, if the franchisor 
sees it as not a good fit. It's a lose-lose for everyone. And so I respect those franchisors that say, um, no, you know, I really don't think that this is a match. So a lot of what my role is, is to try to prevent bringing somebody to them that isn't a match, but sometimes, you know, it happens for various reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. Great clarification. I don't want to waste anybody's time. That's right. That's right. All right. So if everything you've heard is continues to be of interest to you, you've been thinking about maybe doing a franchise for some time, you're ready to take those next steps. Then again, I invite you to attend the joint webinar that Sarah and I are going to be conducting on August 7th at 7 p.m. Central Time. And then if for some reason you can't get to it, it'll be recorded. And so the replay will be available. But I encourage you to come to the live event because one of the things you'll be able to do is ask us questions. And that, that's a great place for that next step if you're not quite ready to reach out to me or Sarah. And so it's August 7th and you do have to register even though it's free. And to do so, just send me a text to 31996. Just text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 31996. Or go to the howabusiness.com. You'll find the information there about this webinar. And I invite you to join us on August 7th. All right, Sarah, we'll wrap it up. Uh, this conversation we've had of uh, starting to talk about this topic is franchising right for you. What's one key thing you want us to take away from what we've chatted about? You know, I would just say that it's so important to do your due diligence, dig in, do your homework, keep the emotion out of it. There are too many times that people move forward with a business because they get emotionally attached to a product or a service and really don't have a good understanding of the role of the owner. So I can't stress enough the value of digging in, doing your research and making an educated and confident decision on what's right for you and what will be best, the best path to help you accomplish your goals. Agreed. I couldn't agree more. I, to me, that's the takeaway as well. You have to educate yourself, learn, do the research, put in the time. I think sometimes maybe people uh, feel like, oh, I'm going to miss out on an opportunity or this is a hot trend or I got to do it now. And, and I've found again and again that if it's, if it's the right thing, it'll be there six months from now, just like it is today. Yep. Uh, yeah. So try, take, not to, try not to get emotionally hurried, you know. That's um, right rushed or, or let a franchisor um, rush you. Agreed. Agreed. Now, there, there is such a thing as analysis paralysis, and we all deal with that, yeah. but that's not what we're talking about here. Take the time to educate yourself. Take it a step at a time. Come to the webinar. Reach out to me or to Sarah to get more information. Learn as much as you can. And then this work that Sarah does up front is all about helping you find the right fit. And at a higher level, as we've been chatting about, is a franchise even the right business model for you? Yes, and, and just to your point, after you do all that due diligence, there comes a time where you have to make a decision. You do, yeah. And it, you know, it could be yes, it could be no, but at some point you're gonna have all the information you can get, there's nothing else to learn, and it, the franchisor is looking for people who can make decisions. So do keep that in mind. Yeah, great point. Sarah, thanks for joining me again on this episode. We're going to be doing a series of these topics on franchising. But again, our next big event is the webinar. Uh, thanks for taking the time to be with me again today. 
Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Time went fast. I could talk about this forever. I know. We both can chat about this forever, but uh, I appreciate it. Thank this you. Is my pleasure. Thanks. Uh, this is Henry Lopez again, and thanks for listening to this episode of The How of Business. My guest today again was Sarah Waskow, and she is the owner of FranNet DFW here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, we release new episodes of The How of Business every Monday morning, and you can find us at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at our website, thehowofbusiness.com. And again, remember, you can text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 31996 to receive more information, including how to register for the upcoming free webinar on franchising, uh, where to download the six myths download document. It's a free document that gets into more details on what we talked about related to the common myths and misconceptions about franchising. And also uh, we'll have a link there to the free readiness assessment tool that Sarah introduced. So all of that is available to you. Just text BIZ to 31996. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.